I think that's that was the remarkable I mean, thing. I mean, like I remember you and I pushing away from these microphones at the end of some of these podcasts, and we'd be like, "It's it's so easy, right? Like what they're doing is so easy." And the hard part is the volume, right? But if you look back on a lot of them, they all had plenty of leverage in place to deal with the volume, but the volume was coming from one or two very basic activities, and then they just scaled it. You yeah. know, it's this discipline got me to here. I continued that discipline, got leverage, and it got me to here. Yep. You know, and it and it. I know it sounds. It, it was that simple, actually. You know. Yeah. All right, welcome to another episode of the Contacts to Contracts podcast. I am Brian Lovell here, as always, with the amazing Double co-host. J. Mr. John Jones. And so, hey, listen, over the last couple of weeks, we hope you have enjoyed the top producer series um, that we've done. I think we've done about eight of those. And John and I just figured we'd spend a little bit of time having a conversation amongst us, talking about what were some of our biggest takeaways um, from those top producers. Because John, when it boiled down to it, they pretty much all said the same thing. Yes, they did. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, you look back at, at branch managers, loan offices that have done this 20 plus years. And, and it's, 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 it's not the shining, shiny object. Yeah. It's, it's, it comes down to the three, you know, two, three things, the key things that uh, they all seem to over time with consistency. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, you bring up that shiny object thing. And I think a lot of times what people do is that shiny object, they spend more time working on that shiny object getting it off the ground, getting it over the finish line, whatever it is, that if they would have put that same amount of effort into the basics, the basics, yeah. they probably would have gotten I mean, some bigger results. I mean, we look, I mean, people in real estate, people in mortgage, we all try to shortcut the system, right? Of course. We want to jumpstart something easy. You know, we want to bypass needing to get a referral from an agent. Yep. We want to go consumer direct. You know, so we chase that opportunity thinking that that's going to, you know, be a plethora of leads and we're going to, you know, close thousands of deals yeah. that way. And it just, and it, over the years, I mean, we've done this, I've done, I've been in this industry 25 plus years, don't want to date myself, but, um, you, you know, I mean, it, it goes down to your core basic three things. Yeah, because it's, so, it's crazy. So the three things in no particular order, and I just figured let's, let's just say what they are and then we'll go through and break them down. Is that cool? Yeah, let's do All it. Right. Yeah. So the, the three things that we took these away. These are the must do's, by the way. These I mean, are the these, must do's. If you want to be successful, uh, you know, and I think this uh, this translates right over to real estate, right? And probably yes. any, any sales, any sales yes. that you are involved in today, yeah. these are the three things. Yeah, 100% if you're in any sales, it's based on a referral. Correct. Getting a referral. So here are the three things. The first one is picking up that 1,000 pound phone and making some calls. That's the first one, we'll get into that. Two is a lot of those uh, folks that we interviewed from that, they do a lot of networking. Yep. They're involved in some networking groups, some business, business groups, things like that. And then the third one is your database is worth a million dollars. The bigger your database, the more volume opportunity. That, yep. and the more opportunity That's that you're gonna sure. get out of it. So John, what, what do you wanna break down first? Let's go right with the phone. Right with at. the phone. I mean, there's just, uh, you know, the, the phone strategies that you have to have and, and put in place to, uh, to be successful. Yeah, I think the big thing is, um, you know, one of the things I took away from that group is they all had somewhat of a plan, 
with the phone. So, right, I mean, everybody's going, oh, well, duh. Well, the duh isn't, yes, the plan is to pick up the phone, but they all had a plan for who they were going yep. to call and what their message was going to be. It had right. some some intention, to your point, yep. um, to it. And so I think the first thing is you got to identify who do you want to call. It, you know, um, I think in our business, let's just talk loan officer life for a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, we have two primary customers, right? The first one is our real estate agent. The second one is our borrower. Um, and I think one of the mistakes a lot of us make in this business, um, I got three fingers pointing back at me when I point at you, is we focus primarily on the referral partner part and we forget how much business is available in that past client database as well. Um, and we tend to only want to work on that like in a low rate market when it's going to bear a lot of refi fruit. Right. But I think that there's a lot of other fruit that can be born out of that relationship. You know, if you keep Surely. in touch, yeah. you know, with your past clients, they're going to refer you out to their friends and to their family. Look, no matter where rates are at, if you've been in this business um, any length of time, you know rates have been double digits. You know, when I started in the business, rates were at 8.5%. Um, people always need money. Money always sells. Um, for whatever the reason, folks are always looking to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so interest rate doesn't always mean whether or not somebody's going to refinance. People want to put children through college. Mm-hmm. They want to pay off consumer debt. They want to buy a second home. They may want to bu- buy an investment property. So there's, if you're constantly uh, working your database, your past client you know, list and, mm-hmm. and, and reaching out, you're going to find that they're going to be like, hey, you know what? My wife and I, we were just visiting a place in uh, yep. North Carolina. Let's bring up the mountains because all, all the folks from Florida we know are now moving where? They're moving to the mountains in the Carolinas somewhere yeah. in Tennessee. Yeah. They're buying second homes, vacation you know, so properties. So if, if you're in contact and keeping that open line of communication, they're going to be like, you know what? You know, let's, yeah. let's go ahead and move forward with that. Yeah, and I think where we're short-sighted as loan originators a lot of times is we only think rate and term refi. Absolutely. But you, you just named off a slew of things that you could do with a cash out. And people are going rate to... Rate is irrelevant when people there you go. have the need. Rate Correct. does not matter. I will take 3% that I have today, and you'll give me 4% if I can buy that second home, because that's what's important to me and my family at this Correct. time. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I think you know it's important to have a plan. Um, you know, a, a lot of people talk about, and we do too, about grading you know, a database. So when I think of plans in terms of who am I calling, you know, we talked about that referral partner, you know, you've got a database of referral partners that you really need to grade out. Like some of them may be targets. Hey, I would love to be in business with this person. I think that's a different kind of campaign. Then you've got, Hey, these are the referral partners that send me regular business. That's like a different kind of campaign. Um, then you've got some that send me business sporadically. That's a different kind of campaign. And, uh, I think the cool thing is, is, you know, whatever CRM you're using, which by the way, I, one of my favorite posts on Facebook is what is the best CRM? It's the one you're using, right? If you're using If one. you're using it, right? That's the best CRM. But, um, you know, you got to take the time to build out what you want to accomplish based on some of those different pillars that we just talked about. Yep. You know, and once you grade those, some people like to do the A, B, C, D method, you know, and based on whether it's an A, a B, a C, or a D, is how often you're contacting those folks. Sure. But you got to have a plan, you know, of who you're calling, um, why you're calling, what your what your message is going to be. I'll tell you one of the ones that I used all the time when I was originating was I did always did a lot of Friday calls. And my Friday call was pretty simple. It was, hey, John, it's Brian over at Van Dyke Mortgage. 
I hope that you've had an amazing week. Hey, the reason for my call today is just to let you know I'm available this weekend. I work when you work. So if you've got any general home loan financing questions, or if you have a buyer you need me to take a look at, let me know. I'll be available for you. Yep. You know, and you know that was one of the simple things I used to do with that is however many people are in my database, I'll use an even number. Let's call it a hundred. I could make that if I made ten of those every Friday, every ten weeks, I hit that part of my database again. You know, right. and so that's a simple analogy or a simple uh, yeah. way of hitting that. Yeah, I mean, it, you you hit hit the nail on the head with that. I think the 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 plan is you have to have a plan. Um, you know, I think the mistake that a lot of us make is we're busy working in our business, not on our business. Mm-hmm. And um, to the point where is, you know, we talk to many folks that, um, that you know, have a time block in their day um, where they're going to make those outgoing calls, regardless of how much business they have today. Mm-hmm. Um, they're reaching out to their realtor referral partners, their past uh, client database, yep. and they're making that, that number that they've committed to. They're doing that must-do. Um, most many of them mm-hmm. first thing in the morning they're knocking those yeah. out because that's your rev- revenue generating activity Boom. that you have to you know hit every week so you know 60 90 days out you're gonna have closings you're gonna be successful and it's not gonna drop off and you're gonna avoid the typical realtor LO cycle where you're working in the business not on it yep correct I'd say what John you said something um, on a call recently with a zoom call we were on together and you were talking to a group of sales um, professionals and uh, I love what you said. You said, um, you know, for those of you who keep notes on like a legal pad or in a notebook or whatever it is, it can never tap you on the shoulder, right? And that's the point of the CRM, right? And, and having that plan right. is it's there to give you that shoulder tap, right? Correct. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, and, and to the point back is is being intentional to call your top twenty agents. Let's say on a Monday to do a check in. That doesn't mean because you have a deal with them. That's different. That might be a different day, a different time where you call on a deal that you have going. Mm-hmm. The call on Monday is a separate call, like a check-in call. Who else do you have for me? Yeah. I'm not going to call you about the Jones file. Mm-hmm. I'm calling you Monday to ask what else can I do for you, you and your team, and help you get somebody qualified. Yeah. You know, Tuesday I'm going to call you on the Jones file. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, that's a good distinction between the two. Yeah, I, and I think a, a lot of us think that we're busy and when we say, hey, yeah, I'm talking to my agents, I, of course I am, right? You're probably only talking to 20% of your top agents, mm-hmm. right? At any one time, let's say, you know, one out of five have a deal working with you. Mm-hmm. And the other ones, if, you, if you're not intentional about it, you're missing them. Mm-hmm. And somebody else is making that call. As we know, it's early in the year, first quarter. Yep. So, you know, most of us LOs have a business plan in place where, January starts with what? Everybody's going to, you know, commit to their calls. So yeah. it's it's time to get out there. And yeah, it's like everybody commits them. to, hey, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to get in shape. Sure. January 1 rolls around, all of the salespeople are like, hey, I'm going to focus yeah. on Probably these Probably this activities. year more than most because it's been quite a year in 2020 for yeah. us with business. So. There's been probably a few folks that have done uh, yeah. not what they should have been doing. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. So what do you want to tackle next? Um, so we, we hit the phones. You talked a little bit about database. Why don't you talk a little bit about, uh, let's, uh, uh, like BNI groups, partner network. Some networking yeah, groups. Networking yeah, groups. so there's a lot of different networking groups out there. You, you mentioned BNI. And I think part of that is a couple of the, the folks that we interviewed, um, you know, in this top producers podcast were members of BNI groups. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think business to business networking is important. Here's the crazy thing is, 
it benefits you more than just your business. Um, you know, for me, it's been a number of years. I was in a, a networking group like that. And uh, those are the people I still do business with today. Sure. Like my financial planner is from that group. You know, the guy who fixes my car is from that group. Yep. You know, like there's a number of relationships I built with people who now I trust that are in businesses that are, in my opinion, are high trust businesses. Like I might give anybody an opportunity to cut my lawn or be my landscaper, but there are certain things that I'm going to be a little bit more picky about who I choose. Sure. Um, so, you know, for me, networking, I'll, I'll give you a story. Um, I got into a networking group. It was a great opportunity. Um, and I was able to, because of a relationship I had, I was able to get into this group over two other loan officers who had applied to be okay. in this group. So after a year, you know, keep in mind, this is like early 2008 through 2009. I mean, the mortgage business isn't great. Entirely different. So I'm looking at my return on investment, not just in my time, but in finances too. And in the, in the B&I group I was in, I had spent a significant amount of, amount of money, not just dues annually, but the monthly dues and what have you. And I decided, you know what, I'm not going to renew when my membership is up here at the end of the 12 month period. And so I reached out to the person who was influential in getting me into the group and I tell her the story. And she's like, hey, listen, before you make the decision, we come have a cup of coffee and then come have lunch. So I go have lunch with her. And um, she starts asking me questions like, um, well, how many of the other members of the group have you taken the time with to meet one on one? How many of the members of the group have you ever passed on a referral to? You know, asking me some of those questions. And as I really started to introspect, I was like, you know, not as many as I should have. And what I started to realize is I'm the problem. Right. Right. I'm, I'm not doing anything the to build those right. relationships. Because I think one of the mistakes a lot of people make in networking is it's, it's, it's about more than just going to that weekly meeting and giving your quick commercial. Right. It's about the relationships that you develop there. And, you know, um, one of the things they taught us was when you're sitting down to do a one-on-one -on -one with somebody in that um, environment is you always start with what can I do to help you with your business? You know, can you educate me on how I refer somebody to you? You know, and, and some of those questions. And what's going to naturally happen is when they're done teaching you and educating you on their business and how to help them, they're going to ask the same question, right? And you need yep. to be prepared um, to answer that. So for me, that was when I started doing that, it made a huge difference. So my first year in that networking group, I got a number of referrals, but I didn't close a single deal. My second year, when I made a commitment to doing it the right way, which was doing the one-on-ones, um, you know, making sure I was building relationships, finding a way to refer business to the other members of my group, when that happened, it became my number one referral source. You probably were getting better quality leads at that point, is yeah. my guess, too. Well, I mean, I mean, and I think, too, in our profession, just like I said, you know, I might hire anybody to be the landscaper, but our profession is one of those where people need to have some trust. Some trust, sure. You know, and uh, and that second year was very influential for me. It became my um, my number one referral source ahead of any. Like if I measured it against like a real estate agent, the number and there was like fifty, I think, people in my group. When I combined all of those referrals I got, I got more referrals out of that group than I did any one real estate agent. Yep. So I mean, a segue what you just said, you hit you hit something that um, you know a couple of the guys that are involved in BNI groups uh, specifically, 
every year the membership comes due, let's say it's January 1, and, and you, you have to sit back, analyze whether or not you want to continue with mm-hmm. it because it does require a great amount of time. But, you know, in, in everyone we talk to that's involved in the group, when they analyze it, they're getting about 15 to 20% of their business from some of these networking yeah. groups at this point. Now, did that happen like Brian the first year in the networking no. group? No. It's being consistent, um, much like making your phone calls mm-hmm. or your past client calls, right? You're doing your check-ins, yeah. right? It's something that it's kind of like saving for retirement. I look at the analogy that the first couple of years, you're putting away a few dollars, right? And, and, and the growth of that money isn't substantial. So you start looking at maybe the quarterly statement. You're like, oh, okay, I made a few dollars. But as time goes on, you start to benefit, you reap the reward of those yields or the fruits that you, you know, they, they, they yeah. harvest then. I mean, you're, you, you, get a, you get a great amount of referrals yeah. at that yeah. point once you've been uh, recognized as the expert in your field, yeah. right, and built that reputation uh, and earn their trust. Yeah. I'll tell you, some of the reciprocal things that happened for me out of that group, I mean, it's been 10 years probably since I've been in that group. There are members of that group that I still do business with. Sure. Not them sending me mortgage referrals necessarily, but they're the people that I go to that I trust for, you know, if I need my air conditioner worked on on my house or, you know, some work done on my car. The other thing that happened was um, as people learned that I was in a networking group like that, people would call me and be like, hey, do you know anybody who cleans carpet? Yeah, you became the expert. You know, yeah, and I became that, you know, that, hey, somebody was looking for me. They were reaching out to me looking for referrals for people because they knew I was in a network with people who were, you know, vetted to some degree. Right. All right, so one of the things about the networking, I mean, you want to grade your past clients. I mean, just like um, there there are those clients that are the A, Bs, and Cs, right? Yes. So it sounds like from your BNI and your networking group, you're the A. You're the person that's going to refer other people. You, you like to do that, right? Sure. So I would recognize that, and I and I know that that's something that you have available. I, and when I was originating, one of the things I, I would grade my past clients on based on them referring business, not just their business, mm-hmm. but they their ability to refer friends to me. Yes. So I had so I had one guy, one one past client, and he was an A at the time. I was doing Brian Buffini, right? Hundred Days to Greatness. Yes. And it was working your database. So basically, you could generate 50% of your leads through your past client database, mm-hmm. not, not from them needing to refinance necessarily, but from, for them to refer somebody else over to you to either buy a home and get financing or refinance. Yeah. So I had a guy one time I had done a loan for, and he was that A+. I mean, a true story, I, I think I did six or seven loans wow. after his purchase in the next 12 months. Of his and sphere then, of influence. Yeah his fear of influence he was a general manager of a hotel over on Clearwater Beach okay. and he just had a phenomenal experience and, uh, You're and, a pretty and, great and guy. you know rates rates were sliding down a little bit so I had an opportunity a great opportunity to save some people some money yeah and boom every 60 days like clockwork I could reach out to him and be like hey I owe you somebody I mean he was the guy that yeah. wanted wanted to send you business and then every year from that point forward i mean i'd get you know we'd get together have a coffee you know a couple times a year and he'd always say hey i have a friend that's getting ready to buy he'd come my way before he would go to a realtor and then it was an opportunity for me to, to, to send a referral to a realtor to, yeah, to, to yeah. a realtor so yeah i mean I, I think that's that's awesome i i think the other thing you, you talked about like grading that the other thing that i did is I, I was involved in more than one networking group and so 
um, I think at one time in the height of it, I was involved in three. I went to one that was at like breakfast on Thursdays. I went to one that was like lunch on Tuesday or Wednesday. And then I went to one that was breakfast on Fridays. Now they were all in different areas of town. So I wasn't like all in the same place. Right. Um, what I would do, and, and then I had, I'd also spent some time with the Chamber of Commerce, you know, different things like that. But what I would do every year is I would evaluate of those organizations I was involved in, which ones were the biggest return on my investment. Mm-hmm. And I would always lop off the one at the bottom, like that right. one, that one. And I, and I would lop off that one at the bottom and go find a new one. Right. Um, you know, just trying to continue to keep plugged in and, and, and uh, you know, building new relationships. Yep. And, you know, the, the interesting thing, too, is it's, it's very important for those of you who are involved in networking like that. You need to be as specific as you can with the people you're building relationships in those groups with about what you are looking for. Because as, when you get specific, those are the key words that they're going to they're gonna pick up on. So like as an example, I wouldn't go to a meeting like that and say, you know, hey, my name is Brian. I'm with Van Dyke Mortgage. And if you know of anybody who's thinking about buying or selling, you know, or, or want to buy or refinance, you know, think of me. I would get more specific and say something like, hey, I'm, my name is Brian. Uh, I'm with Van Dyke Mortgage. Hey, I am looking for an opportunity to get introduced to blah, 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 blah. And I might have given a real estate agent's name, hoping that somebody in that group would know that person who Great can make point. a warm introduction right. to me. So you're expanding you know? beyond the yeah. group. Yeah. And so some weeks I would, I would lay that out in my commercial and I would get nothing. And occasionally one would hit, mm-hmm. you know, and there was nothing better than a member of that group introducing me to the very person that I asked to be introduced to, Um, you know, or I might say something along the lines of, you know, especially during the summer here in the Tampa Bay area, a lot of military families move in. So I might be very specific about, Hey, if if you know of anybody that's a military family, that's relocating either to Tampa or out of Tampa, you know, during this, uh, you know, busy transfer window, you know, think of me. So you just got to be specific. Awesome. Cool. So what's the last one we got? Well, uh, database, so did we talk a little bit about that? We've kind of talked grading. Um, we, we've done the phone work, and we've done the networking group. Yeah, I, you know, I think the database, you know, what we talked about was, you know, picking up that phone and hammering it. But I think the database, you know, you've got to break down in a couple of different ways. Um, you've got to have the A, Bs, and Cs for, 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 for sure. Um, you know, something that I just heard recently on on a call was, um, you know, a lot of us now that, that we don't work our database the way we probably should, and, and you and I may have talked about it, but we have a database and it's it's maybe managed by somebody else. It's outsourced, mm-hmm. right? So we take a business card, that somebody that we meet, you know, we send it over to that person, they input it into whatever CRM you use, mm-hmm. and then, you know, you rely on them to set up campaigns, right? To stay in touch kind of via email. Um, you know, we have the ability to get the alerts when we should reach out um, by phone, by picking up mm-hmm. that phone. And that I, that's the important part, and I'm not sure that everybody quite gets that. Yeah. And I think we, we, we're, we're at a point, it, it was great to have that, you know, that email going out, but email to me is, yeah, I know what I'm like when I get an email, right? Yeah. You know, I'm just kind of like, mm, again, mm, yeah. like I'm not reading it, yeah. you know, and I'm not getting your message. So it requires the phone work to actually get front and center. Um, people, people aren't reading emails. Um, no, so I, I think, I'd, rather, I'd rather, if you hate the phone, shoot them a text. 
say, hey, did you get the email I just sent you? I got a new cool program yeah. or I want to get in front of you. Well, I think um, in terms of email, I don't know about you, but one of the, you know, with email being on our phones nowadays, you know, like I wake mm -hmm. up in the morning. With, with 60. Know, I look at my phone and I'll go to like, say my personal email uh, inbox and overnight, like everybody has emailed me trying to sell me something. Sure. Well, it's easy from your phone to delete things really fast. Yep. Like, you know, it's like it's easier to it's easier <laughs> it's for like me to delete slot, them from slot. my phone than it is for me to log in to whoever like, my email provider right. is and delete it. Right. Yep. Um, I mean, that's what I do. First thing in the morning, I delete them all. Yeah. I mean, you I know, mean from the night before. Yeah. Because they're just it's nobody needs to see the same stuff over and over again. Yeah. But they want to hear voices. I think now more than ever. Um, you know, the group that we work with, that we coach, um, you know, picking up a phone, whatever industry we're in right now, we're all craving relationships. Mm -hmm. We've talked a lot about that. Um, we're not able necessarily to see each other, you know, face to face. We're doing a lot of things via Zoom. Mm -hmm. And now more than ever, we need to be picking up a phone and just reaching out. And, you know, you said it, you know, all through this pandemic is um, just doing well checks. Mm -hmm. I mean, you yeah, know, hey, I think just like, I'm not even looking for business, but you know, I did a deal with you three years ago. I'm going through my database and I had, we haven't talked in a while. You know, I normally would see you at the board of realtor events and I just, I miss you. And I was thinking about just something triggered me and, and just find a way to check in and, and yeah. uh, you know, rekindle that relationship. And we're finding, we're all dying for that, right? I mean, yeah. we're all at home kind of somewhat isolated more so than normal. And, and, and I think that's what people are, are craving. Yeah. yeah. And I think too, you know, you talk about, um, you know, work in your database. You talked a little bit about grading. Um, I, I think you also have to break it down. So, and by breaking it down, I mean, there are different pillars of your business, sure. right? So, um, you know, some of it's past clients, some of it might be sphere of influence, some of it might be current referral partners, some of it might be target referral partners. I think you've got to have it broke. And, and I gave an example of four. There your could be two. Partner. There could be yeah. six. You know, however many pillars your business has. But I believe you've got to break it down in pillars, and then you've got to create that individual plan uh, for each one of those pillars. And, I mean, just saying it right now, it felt a little bit overwhelming. I was just going to say, yeah. Right? We, right? Yep. And, and so think about how overwhelming it is if you don't have a plan it broken down into right. a plan like that. Yeah, you probably and, don't get started. Well, you probably don't start, yeah. right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, and part of that is, you know, I have a saying like perfection is the enemy of done. Right. Right. And so in, in our haste to wait for it to all be perfect, we just do nothing. You know, I think it starts with, hey, let's let's break it down. And by the way, it doesn't take nearly as long as you think it does to break those pillars down and then create just like whatever your individual plan is for that. You know, and right. I know there's a there's a lot of coaches out there in a lot of industries who teach a hey, every day you call a different segment of your business. So like on Mondays, you might be calling your targets on Tuesdays. You might be calling your current clients on Wednesdays. You might be calling, you know, your past, you know, whatever, if you broke it down by days and you just made however, you know, think about it. I mean, even if but you you're made, talking calls, yes. What if you don't want the phone? You got a call, right? That's what you, you're telling me. Yeah. You got a call. Right. You got to pick up the phone. Yeah. So the message is our successful top producers are doing these three things. Yes. Every single day, every single week, every single year. And they have not, to one, deviated from those three things.
Yeah. You know, it, it was that simple. The harder part, the hardest part is actually the leverage piece. Is no way when it's time to make that hire, yeah. you know, that we talked about with, I think, every single one of them, right? That they have a, you know, a bigger than themselves team mm-hmm. and they leverage out a lot of the things that they can or don't want to do yeah. or they don't do well. Or they don't do well. Yeah. You know, one of the things I'll go back and I think, you know, the reason you and I wanted to put this podcast together today is... You know, we interviewed, I think, eight top producers. None of them, we didn't have time in 30 minutes to go deep right. with any of them, right? They hit a lot of stuff that was on the surface. And we, you and I have dug a little bit deeper on, on three of these today. But I say that to say, like, this is where John and I come in, right? And so, you know, whatever business you're in, I, I know we're primarily talking to probably loan officers, real estate agents, but it doesn't matter what business you're in. You know, John and I are here to help you. Yep. You know, in, in any way that you, any way that we can, let us help you go deep. Um, so you probably, if you've watched the podcast and we appreciate you doing it or listen to it, you probably came across some ideas. You're like, hey, that sounds really great. I'd love to delve into that a little bit. If you're wondering how to get that started, we want to help you yep. with that. And messages, consistency. Again, just uh, mm-hmm. just uh, don't try to reinvent the wheel. Um, use the systems that have been tried, true, and tested for years. Um, implement those and stick to that strategy. Yep. I mean, I think you'll you'll find that it it works. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else we want to add, John? No, I think we I think we covered it. Covered yeah. it. All right. So uh, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Contacts to Contracts podcast. John and I had a great time today breaking down that top producer series. We hope you enjoyed it too. And if you did, please make sure that you like and subscribe, whether you're following us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Spotify. And as always, if there's anything that you need, the two of us, we're here to serve.